What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Addison, man. We are live right now on this Wednesday evening in the FTJ studios, man. Overlooking the beautiful city of Palms right now, man. I always got to show love to my boy Eric, man. Always on the podcast, always pulling up. Always need somebody in the studio with me to kind of engineer, you know what I mean? To kind of guide me through this podcast. Because we got a lot to talk about on today's show, man. We got a lot to fill you guys in on. It's a lot happening around the sports league right now. And of course, we'll talk about Sam Presti's comments about Russell Westbrook. Apparently, Russell Westbrook is the, the greatest Oklahoma City Thunder in franchise history. And I'll tell you at the end of today's show why Ezekiel Elliott should actually hold out for a new contract, even though it is a little bit early. But listen up. It's from the jump. But yes, sir, man, it's good to be with you on this Wednesday, man. It's, it's a lot happening. It's a lot going on right now. Uh, Aisha Curry apparently is trending right now for her Millie Rock, I guess, that she did. I don't. She's always trending. But shout out to Aisha Curry. That's my favorite player's wife, Steph Curry. So, you know, I don't really got no comments on that one. But really, let's just get right into the show, man. Let's get right into it. I got, like I said, man, I got, we got a lot to talk about. And starting out today's show, man, we'll talk about Sam Presti and, and Russell Westbrook. And now, as we all know, Russell Westbrook was traded last week from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Houston Rockets. And of course, yesterday, <clears throat> the trade was made official. Now, Sam Presti speaking to the media talked about, I guess, in, in nauseum, his, his relationship and of course, Russell Westbrook's tenure with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, let me read you an excerpt of what Sam Presti actually said to the media. Now, of course, he said, we recently had conversations with Russell about the team, his career, and how he sees the future. Through those conversations, we ultimately came to understanding that it's time to look for others, you know, alternative situations. That made sense for him. Um, and ultimately, as a result, of course, due to the relationship, uh, basically, that they were able to accommodate Russell Westbrook, which they were actually able to swap him to one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They didn't send him to Sacramento. They didn't send him to the New York Knicks. They didn't send him to Charlotte. They actually sent him to the Houston Rockets, a rival, but low-key one of the best teams in the West. And of course, it came, of course, Sam Presti just goes along to say, um, Russell Westbrook is the most important player in the brief history of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He has left an inevitable mark on the team, city, and the state. None of us could have anticipated the player that he's become, and we are all deeply proud of what he has contributed ultimately to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, the reason why I don't have a problem with his comments is ultimately because of the fact that, one, Sam Presti is the GM, so he can really say whatever he wants to say. But two, most importantly, to a degree, he's right. Russell Westbrook is the most important player in Oklahoma City history. Now, of course, I am going to say Kevin Durant is the most important player only because you drafted KD first. Um, Kevin Durant has been pushing really for a while now, for Seattle to bring back the team. So if, if, if I was going to point at a guy that, that could be the most important, I think it would be Kevin Durant because I believe since he has left his departure, the Oklahoma City franchise has not been the same. But now I know everybody's going to kill Russell Westbrook. I know everybody blames everything on Russell Westbrook. But I don't want to put everything on Russell Westbrook today. I don't because I want to put it on Sam Presti. And the reason why I want to put it on Sam Presti is not necessarily about this trade, right? Because ultimately, if Russell Westbrook is the most important player in Oklahoma City Thunder history, you wouldn't have traded him. You wouldn't have ultimately looked to move on. The Dallas Mavericks didn't trade Dirk Nowitzki. There was a brief stint where the Lakers thought about trading Kobe, but ultimately didn't. There are a lot of guys that have started their careers and ended their careers with the same team. And not necessarily have been in a big market. Now, granted, the Los Angeles Lakers and Oklahoma City Thunder... Two different franchises, of course, right? One story franchise, another one that was an expansion franchise, right? So, of course, two different franchises, two different situations. Kobe, Russell Westbrook, two completely different players. But the point still remains that they were loyal to the soil, to their guy. And I felt like if you're Sam Presti, why would you trade Oklahoma City's Thunder's best player, ultimately? 
Why would you trade the guy that you drafted? Why would you trade that when it came down to it, you chose Russell Westbrook over Kevin Durant? Why did you trade Russell Westbrook? One, because you gave him a horrible contract and you regret it ultimately looking back on it. And two, most importantly, you realize we can't win in a three-point analytical era with one of the worst statistical point guards in the league. Now, I'm not saying that he's one of the worst point guards in the league, right? We all know Russell Westbrook is a top five point guard in this league. But statistically, analytically, in the three-point era, in an era where it's about spacing and it's about math and it's about sharing the basketball, Russell Westbrook is not the player you want on your team, which is why ultimately I feel like Houston will take two or three steps back this year. But now, for like I said, for Sam Presley to come out and make these comments, again, this is the right thing you're supposed to say as a GM. This is what all the teams typically do. But I want to tell you something, and I want to make this clear. Anytime when I've ever moved jobs, right, like if I worked at Target and I went from Target to Walmart, I went from Apple and I went from Apple to Android, I'm never, I'm sorry, I'm never going to write the company an email. I'm never going to leave a heartfelt message. I'm sorry. And I'm sick and tired of the players every time they leave an organization and they go to another one, they leave these heartfelt, oh, I'm so grateful for my time in Oklahoma City. And I know it's about the community and I know it's about the organization's But when we leave jobs in the regular world, in the real world, we're not sending an email to our job. We're not writing a letter. This job let me go. This job fired me and or I moved jobs. I don't need to inform the job that I'm leaving about my tenure and my time. It's a job. I'm here to get paid, do the job and go home. And same thing for the NBA. The NBA is a business. Though we get attached to the players and though we feel like the players owe these organizations something, these organizations don't give the players anything at the end of their careers. They only give them a video tribute, a handshake, and you may get your jersey retired if that. But keeping with the Oklahoma City Thunder, because they did trade Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul. Now, there are reports saying that, of course, Chris Paul wants out of Oklahoma City, doesn't want to be there. Of course, wants to be traded desirably to Miami, which actually wouldn't be a bad deal. Again, you add Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler. You just got rid of Whiteside. You got a lot of young pieces. Again, Eric Spolcher has coached superstars before, so he knows what it takes. Pat Riley, an owner, has won championships with both the Lakers and the Heat. So he ultimately knows what it takes. And then, like I said, there's a lot of pieces. They did get rid of Josh Richardson. I thought that was a key move because, like I said, that was kind of like their main score. But they still got Deion Waiters, if I'm not mistaken, that's still there. Um, and I think Justice Winslow is still there. I think James Johnson is still there. So they have a lot of pieces that are still on that Miami Heat roster that could be valuable. And if you add a guy like Chris Paul, like I said, along with Jimmy Butler, who just signed with the Miami Heat, I think the Heat could be one of those title contending teams if you add a guy like Chris Paul. But now the report Adrian Wojnarowski came out with today is saying that the the Oklahoma City Thunder have been unable to move Chris Paul. And I think a large part of that has to do with that five-year, $159 million extension that he signed with the Houston Rockets last year. Now, of course, every year, Chris Paul's contract is going up. This year with Oklahoma City Thunder, he'll be due 38 mil. The following year, he'll be due 41 mil. And then the the year after that, he'll be due 44 mil. So, of course, he won't be able to hit the free agency again until he's 37. But at that point, of course, his prime years really will be behind him. But again, Chris Paul is 34 years old. And if you ask me, didn't really have a bad season last year. Average 15 and 8. Yeah, I mean, 15 and 8, played 58 games. Was, of course, a pivotal part in their championship run. Again, we can go back to the year before and we can all sit and say, well, had he played... In the game seven against the Warriors, maybe they would have won. Maybe they, but it's, that's one of those if and when, shoulda, coulda, woulda type. It's just like 
it would never happen, right? We will never will know. It never transpired, so ultimately we will never know. But what we do know transpired is Golden State won that series, ultimately won the championship that year, right? And the, the losers ultimately were the Houston Rockets. Now, as we all saw, the Houston Rockets and ultimately the Oklahoma City Thunder both have kind of been aggressive this offseason. Houston really was put it out there like, look, we'll trade both of these guys. Who y'all, who, who, who y'all want? And what a greater suitor than Oklahoma City Thunder in trading Russell Westbrook, getting out of the contract, as I said earlier, that they were in, right? So now that you swap, this might not actually be the worst thing for Chris Paul because two things. One, ultimately, if you really want to be traded again, I believe that you're going to probably have to show value. Again, I know that the 15 and, and, and 8 may not look valuable, but that's actually valuable on the championship contending team. At this point, Chris Paul isn't interested in being in a rebuild situation. Right, they just acquired Shea Gildas Alexander and a hell of a lot of draft picks from both the Clippers and both the uh, Houston Rockets. So at this point, the Oklahoma City Thunder mindset isn't championship. Their mindset is we're trying to rebuild. Right now, if you're Chris Paul, while like I said, Oklahoma's trying to rebuild, go out there and ball out. Go out there and show that you can and do your thing. Again, they just acquired Shea Gildas Alexander, so I don't even know how that would even work when he come off the bench. Like I. Because ultimately you traded for him. So, again, you were getting him to be the starting point guard because you just lost Russell Westbrook. So, I don't even know how that would work. So, I believe, and this is my gut feeling on this one, I believe before the season starts, I believe Chris Paul may get moved. I believe Chris Paul may get moved before the season gets started because I believe once it gets into the season, it's going to be real hard because, again, a team is going to have to take on that contract. And there's probably a lot of teams out there that ain't really looking checking on that contract. Again, they're saying that the Miami Heat right now are, are – or, of course, his desired destination. And as I said, that wouldn't be a bad destination. Me personally, you pair him with Jimmy Butler, Eric Spoelstra, coach who's already won, Pat Riley, a guy who isn't shy about, about going out there and getting talent, who moved Hassan Whiteside, who realized we gave him a bad contract and we can't build our team around a center. So you're seeing right now as an owner GM, like they're willing to make moves and get players. And, again, they just acquired Jimmy Butler. You saw the success that Wayne Wade was able to have in Miami. You add a Chris Paul to that team right now, there are immediately a championship contender in the East. But as it stands right now in the West, it, it just it's not looking good for Chris Paul, man. It's, he's at that end of the road stage where you're no longer in control of your career. They are. But I personally would love to see Chris Paul land on his feet because, again, I don't think that he's been the blame to all, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't think he should get all the blame for all of his stops because, again, I thought the Clippers situation that they tied up all their money in basically three guys. Um, and then I think in New Orleans, again, it was just another situation where they weren't going anywhere, almost like Anthony Davis. It was time, which, by the way, the NBA screwed us all on that Lakers trade because he was supposed to be with the Lakers. And that was supposed to originally be the NBA super team. And that was then, of course, as David Stern um, was like his final days as a commissioner. That was like one of the 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 key, like the the key blocks. I think uh, of the NBA history. I think I think if Chris Paul gets added with Kobe Bryant, that kind of changes NBA fate. If you ask me, NFL All Pro running back Ezekiel Elliott has publicly, well, not publicly. I'm sorry. Private reports are saying that he's planning a training camp holdout if he does not get a new deal. Now, of course. With the Dallas Cowboys, he is still contractually under them for the next two years. And of course, once you get to that fifth year. They can then franchise tag you, which which sucks in the NFL. Like, you know, in the NBA, once you reach that fourth year, fifth year, you can then become a free agent, right? And then, you know, you can go find another place to play, live 
NFL, they kind of got you contractually stuck, bro. So it's like, you know, once you get the option to go to another team in the NFL or you do get an option to be a free agent, you see those guys kind of take full advantage because in the NFL, unlike the NBA, you don't get that option. But now Ezekiel Elliott wanting to push the envelope two years early, to me, is the best thing that you got to do for his own career because he realizes what? That Prescott got to get a new deal. and He's probably going to get paid within the next year. You got to pay the Dallas quarterback. He's still on that rookie deal. He's been taking the Dallas Cowboys to the playoffs. Keep it, uh, he's going to want a new deal. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to pay Amari Cooper because you gave up all your draft picks for him. So you're going to have to keep him. And, oh, by the way, you just paid Demarcus Lawrence a shiny new deal because he was threatening that he wasn't going to participate if he didn't get a new deal. So, again, if you're the Dallas Cowboys right now, of course, you have the ultimate leverage. But if you're Zeke, I got to push the envelope. They got to pay the big bag to Dak. And ultimately, they got to pay Amari Cooper. And I saw what they did in Pittsburgh to Le'Veon Bell, and I will not sit back and be that. And so, basically, if you're Zeke, you got to put it to him like that. Look, I done led the league. In rushing for two years, out of the three years I've been in the league, his rookie year, he led the year in rushing. I'm sorry, he led the league in rushing in 2016 and also in 2018. And he's also been a pro bowler in 2016 and also 2018. In the year that he actually was suspended for the six games that everybody said was his down year, he still finished the year with damn near 1,000 yards, with 983 yards, seven touchdowns, and still had over 200 carries. So this is a running back who has relatively been healthy since he's been in the league, hasn't missed any games. Like I said, the only time he's missed is the suspension year. A running back that has led the league in rushing. And has also been an all-pro, second-team all-pro this past year. Two-time Pro Bowl. You're going to have to pay him. You, you ain't going to really have no leverage if you're the Cowboys. The only leverage you have right now is the fact that we have two years left. And there's a lot of other guys we're going to have to pay before we get to you. Basically, it's the only thing the Dallas Cowboys have on their side. So if you're Zeke, it's basically... Either you're going to have to pay me or you're going to have to trade me. And this ain't about the loyalty. It's a business in the NFL. And, and Zeke knows at this point, albeit that he's, what, 24? How old is he? 24, yeah. So he knows at 24 years old, these are my best running back years, 24, 25, 26. Outside of that, they ain't paying running backs past that. Same thing for Melvin Gordon, which is why he had to put it to the Chargers. Like, look, it ain't, it ain't nothing personal. It's straight business. Either you're going to pay me or trade me. And the same thing has to happen with Zeke. They're saying privately, but he's going to probably have to come out with this publicly. Now, again, there's two years out, but you're going to have to get the contract started talk early. Because as I said, he realizes what? They're going to have to pay Dak the big bag. And they're going to have to pay Amari the big bag because they gave up a lot of their first round and second round picks to get him. So he ultimately knows that he is going to be probably third or fourth on that list to get paid. And so he ultimately knows I'm going to have to go ahead and start it up right now or they're going to have to trade me because something going to give. And I don't necessarily think it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys at this point because, as I said, they still got two years left. And in their mind, once they hit that fifth year, they think in franchise tag, they want to get as much out of you as possible without having to pay you. And a running back, especially a position in which teams in the, well, the NFL really doesn't value at this point, which still, in my mind, if you can control the ground, you're always going to control the air. The teams that have won championships always typically were the best teams that year in running the ball. Last year, the Patriots, we saw in the playoffs, what did they do? They said, oh, we ain't even going to throw it no more. We're going to just run the ball and play defense. <laughs> and, and that worked. 13-3 over the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams could not score. What did they do that game? Ran the ball and played defense. So the formula still works. Teams just kind of get away from it. But if you're Zeke, 
and you're looking at that list of running backs that are getting paid. I mean, do y'all know this running back list is ridiculous? Do y'all see these contracts? Ty Gurley, of course, right now is getting a four-year, $57 million deal. But right after that, of course, Le'Veon Bell, of course, got the new shiny four-year, $52 million deal. But Devontae Freeman, five years, $41 million. LaShawn McCoy, five years, $40 million. David Johnson, three years, $39 million. Of course, Saquon Barkley's on a four-year, $31 million deal. And if you're, if you're Zeke, you're looking at all those running backs, I'm better than all those guys. Now, we can debate whether or not him or Gurley, right? But me personally, I think Zeke is just the best running back in football. The best running back in football. And then right after that, I think it's Le'Veon Bell, and I think Gurley is, is right there. And then I think it's just everybody else. So if you're Zeke, you have that on your side. And another team will pay him. There's a lot of other teams right now that need running back. Off the top, I can't think of them. Miami. Philly. Hmm. Oakland. We all, Oakland, I know we drafted Josh Jacobs, but it's, I mean, look, I wouldn't mind adding Zeke to that backfield. I mean, that just makes our offense more lethal. So, again, I mean, there will be teams out there that will be a lot of suitors that, that don't want Ezekiel Elliott, that will trade for Ezekiel Elliott. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're in a sticky situation because he is the NFL's best running back. But at the same time, there are other guys at this given moment that we have to pay. So, the situation could get really nasty really quick because you got the best running back in football asking for a new deal. And you know he's two years away, but he's the best running back in football. And you're the Cowboys, and you know... I got to pay Dak and we got to pay Amari. On today's edition of the wrap-up earlier this week, Madden 2020 and also NBA 2020 released their player ratings. And, of course, this is always a good time for fans of both games um, to get excited. Of course, Madden comes out, I think, August 5th, I believe. And then I think NBA comes out, I think, in September as well. So, of course, you know, if you pre-order the game now, I think you can get it earlier when I think the game comes out. You know how they always do these little bundle deals to get the game. And, of course, on the cover I believe of the legend edition of 2020 NBA will be Dwayne Wade. And I think on the standard edition will be Anthony Davis. And then I believe um, Patrick Mahomes. Is that right, E? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes will be on the, the cover of the 2020 edition for Madden. But I don't know if they're doing a legends edition or if they are, who's going to be on the legends cover of that Madden copy. But of course, you know, as we always do, you know, as guys, we always debate in the list who should be at the top, who should be at the bottom. And me and E was talking off air. And I was telling him there's no way in hell that Kevin Durant should be fifth at 96. There's no way. There's no way. Steph Curry is a 95. I mean, again, I understand that 2K is a game now. I understand that it's, it's all about my park. And they don't really put so much emphasis on the quick game. But Ronnie 2K, the creators of 2K, y'all got to get back to putting real ratings back into the game. Because as I said, there's no way we can have watched what we saw Steph Curry do in the NBA Finals and literally say that his rating is a 95. I think that guy's rating in the NBA should be a 99. Again, LeBron James at a 97, I feel like it's too high. He didn't play the entire season. And you mean to tell me that the season that he had, those that were rating him in the game, per se, gave him a 97? Again, Kawhi Leonard, I thought, checked out out of everybody. I think he should have been the, the highest rating in them all. I think he should have been a 99. I think he put on a hell of a performance in the final. He averaged 30. He did his thing. He should have been a 99. Again, right after that, probably should have been Giannis. Right after that, probably should be Steph. Right after that, probably should be Durant. I could go Harden. Or you could probably interchange Harden. Again, this is for us to debate. And again, the ratings go up and down. Anthony Davis is a 94. I mean, there's no way in hell Kyrie Irving's a 91. Russell's a 90? Are you crazy? Klay Thompson's an 89? Let me see. Who else? Ben Simmons, 87. Zion Williamson's an 81. Uh, they got John Morant, 79. R.J. Barrett's a 78. 
Uh, DeAndre Hunter, 77. So, okay, I mean, I guess they got it right. But uh, come on. Ronnie 2K, come on, man. Russell Westbrook's a 90, bro. Nikola Jokic, a 90, bro. Uh, come on. I understand the, the bias for LeBron and, and Paul George, the 93. What? Every year with 2K is always something. And, of course, you know, Madden, and that's the difference, the subtle difference, really, between Madden and 2K. Madden is kind of concrete. They really kind of go by position. And at the end of the day, football is kind of like whoever dominated the last season. We all know. We all saw. It, it, it stands out for itself. But, of course, checking in the 99, the 99 club, if you will, for this year is Aaron Donald, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Khalil Mack, Bobby Wagner. I felt like Julio Jones should have been in the 99 club. Um, but, of course, for this year, they put DeAndre Hopkins as the wide receiver in the 99 club. And I also felt like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on. He threw 50 TDs last year. He was on fire. Lost to the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. You got to put Patrick Mahomes in the 99 club. But I like the fact that Madden didn't show the partiality. They put him on the cover. So, essentially, that's their way of saying that he's a 99, if you will. He finished at a 97 overall. But I like the fact that Madden said, you know what? You got to prove it to be in the 99 club. And, I, and, I, and that's why I rock with Madden the long way for that one. Because, like I said, Madden is, like I said, is more concrete. Those that kind of stood out the past year, we going to all know. Now, of course, after the 99 club, you got Antonio Brown checking in at the 98. Julio is a 98. Luke Keekley is a 98. David Bakatari, Bakatari, Bakatari. I think that's how you say it for the Green Bay Packers is 97. Todd Gurley, 97. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is 97. Von Miller, 97. Odell Beckham is 96. Brady. I thought he won a Super Bowl last year. There's no way. It checks in at 96. Fletcher Cox, 96. Earl Thomas is 95. Of course, Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints is a 95, just to name a few guys. Now, of course, top quarterbacks as well. Drew Brees is 92. Phillip Rivers is 94. Uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson, 91. Andrew Luck, 91. Uh, Aaron Rodgers actually checks in in the 90 this past year. Aaron Rodgers checks in at 90. Uh, Matt Ryan is an 89 this year. Ben Roethlisberger is an 85. Cam Newton is also an 84. That's kind of low for Cam. So, again, those are all the ratings for also NBA and also for Madden. Uh, definitely an interesting show today. Definitely talked about a lot on today's episode. Go follow your boy on my social media at Who Addison. I definitely tap in with everybody on those. But as I said, man, at the end of the day, Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas Cowboys, that's a tough situation, man. This is the best running back in football. I know Dallas got other people to pay. I don't know, Zeke. It ain't, it ain't looking too good, man. But it's your boy, man. We out.